are here for a reason. This news just in. We are your news now. Right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information. Separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. You are here for a reason.
<laughs> that was absolutely beautiful in my mind. And look, I don't know if he's a Christian or not. I don't care. What an anointed voice that man has. And uh, well, beautiful words as well. Hey, everyone, I want to apologize for being a little bit late this morning. Uh, just not that it matters so much, but I, when I set up the show, you know, just before eight o'clock in the morning, I put out the links and everything else. I have all my desktop set up and uh, my computer crashed. <laughs> so I come up, I come into the studio expecting, you know, I can just hit the button and uh, nope, not today. <laughs> so uh, I am a little bit behind here. Just give me a moment. I need to pull up my verses, and I'm going to pray. I need to pray over this one. Um, I've been looking forward to this one. As you guys know, I, uh, I say the Lord's Prayer uh, almost every day. Uh, and of course, I've shared with how I've personalized it a little bit but i get to share a lot more about it today because that really is the focus of today's message that uh, we won't be getting through the whole chapter i can guarantee that but we will get through the lord's prayer and it's uh actually just pray for me as well i'm, I'm gonna pray of course to bring us in, but uh, this is a, a huge responsibility for me. And, you know, I, I didn't go to Bible school or anything like that, but we do have the Holy Spirit. And uh, I guess that's good enough for a lot of the uh, men and women of God that are in the Bible. So I will do my best to. Uh, unpack this for you it's deep and it's rich heavenly father i just give you thanks lord i give you thanks for not leaving us abandoned on this world i thank you for the new covenant i thank you for the holy spirit lord i pray your holy spirit will provide the interpretation today so it will be less of me and more of you, Lord, and that this does properly glorify your name. Lord, that it will be an act of kingdom duties here in this flesh suit that we are subjected to for the time being. Lord, your plan for us is so great, we cannot even imagine it. Lord, you've given us so much information. You've given us the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, we put you as king over all things because God the Father was well pleased with you. You did exactly as your Father's will. And you bore all the pains and all the sins of this world. 
upon that cross and rose again. So, Father, I pray for each one in this community. I pray for each one that is listening to this particular broadcast, Lord, that you minister to them even where I fail, Lord, even if I fail to be obedient to the Holy Spirit with certain things, and I pray that does not happen, of course. But, Lord, I pray that you minister to each one. And, Lord, I pray that some of the things I've prepared to say, that if they are from you, then let them be good. Uh, if they're not from you, that they fall off the ears of those who hear it and it won't stick. Father, your grace, your power is more than sufficient for us. I thank you for each one in this community. And I particularly want to lift up those on the prayer team and the, and the admin team and moderators today, Lord, how they serve selfishly. And it truly is selfishly. It truly is in service of the kingdom. Um, <laughs> it's okay to joke with the Lord because he hears my thoughts <laughs> because the pay sucks. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for each one of them. And I thank you for each one in this community. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. And just as a reminder, I'm also going to uh, pray at the end of today's broadcast. And, and when we get to the end, I'll ask you to put in prayers. Please put it in capital so I can see it. Uh, my chat is on a smaller screen and it's actually hard for me to, uh, to get through it while I'm live here. Uh, I wanna pick up on something that I missed saying to you last uh, chapter. And I thought it was a significant find for me because I had never seen it before and I had meant to share it with you. Jesus, I think the in, in the book of Matthew, anyways, I believe the first entrapment he had for the Pharisees, and he completely outsmarted them. Um, and I wouldn't have known this unless I had known the contents of the Talmud. And the Talmud, of course, was recorded after Jesus' death and written down, but it was always like a word of mouth thing from, you know, people who were at the bottom of the mountain when Moses went up and, uh, and they were passing along. No, no, we have other revelation, more laws and everything else. And, uh, when it came to thou shalt not murder. <laughs> and yes, I had some pushback on that because I picked on the King James version. Actually, uh, this is one example where the King James actually gets the word wrong um, I know some of you don't want to hear it, but the word is better described as murder. And I just want to be clear about that because God cannot go against his own word. God never calls for anyone to murder, which is a premeditated. Uh, God has kill, you know, called for the killing of people in the Bible, but it isn't a personal thing. It isn't a premeditated um, type of uh, action. So there is a difference. Anyways, it's a it's a small one, but I just wanted to point that out. But the part that I missed 
was, you see, the Pharisees, who were the keepers of the law, they uh, they said, well, you know, they challenged him, and, you know, he's talked about, thou shall not murder. But then he said, but if you're even guilty of the thought, you are guilty. So he called them all murderers, and they had no theological escape from their uh, Talmudic teachings. It really was an entrapment to them. And, you know, this entire Sermon on the Mount is kind of like that. And if I was to put a label on this, and I, I'm just going to, I'm going to call it a master principle that is overriding through this entire sermon that Jesus gave. It is in the spirit, in truth. In the spirit and in truth. And why do I say that? It's because you have to understand Jesus, when he was walking the earth and when he was preaching this, he was saying he's the fulfillment of the law. So it wasn't that he, he didn't abolish the law. We covered that. I don't need to rehash that. But he was introducing a new covenant. And the new covenant was not with the flesh, but it was with the spirit. And he's talking about the differences between the flesh and the spirit. And that murder example is a perfect one because in the flesh, there is a physical act of murder. But in the spirit, it's just a thought. And Jesus is saying, if you just thought it, you are guilty. Same with adultery. There is a physical act of adultery. But there's a spiritual act where if you just conceive it in your mind, you have committed adultery. And the overriding point of all of this is you can't do it. <laughs> we cannot do it. It is only God and his grace in our lives that we can enter into the kingdom. And if you've chosen Jesus as your savior, you have already been transferred into that kingdom. So in the spirit and in truth. And what Jesus is going to be talking about uh, in, in continuing on in the sermon is the differences and how to be in the spirit. And when we are called to pray, we're called to pray in the spirit and in the truth. So please just uh, bear those in mind as we carry on here.
And there's some really important lessons that we're going to get through today. I hope this doesn't go too long, but I can assure you it will be worthwhile. I'm going to read chapter six in its entirety this time, and then I'll just read probably the half that we don't do next week. Take care not to practice your righteousness in the sight of people, to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets. So they will be praised by people. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your charitable giving will be in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray... You are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so they will be seen by people. Truly, I say to you, that they have their reward in full. But as for you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use thoughtless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. So do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive other people for their offenses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other people, then your Father will not forgive your offenses. Now, whenever you fast, do not make a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they distort their faces so they will be noticed by people when they are fasting. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But as for when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that your fasting will not be noticed by people, but by your Father who is in secret and your Father who sees 
what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the sky. They do not sow, nor reap, nor gather crops into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more important than they? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single day to his lifespan? And why are you worried about clothing? Notice how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor, nor do they spin thread for cloth. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. Do not worry then, saying, what are we to eat and what are we to drink? Or what are we to wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be provided to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Thank you, Jesus, for your words. Thank you for your wisdom. <coughs> this is life instruction, folks. There is so much here. And I can't wait for next week as well, because it's, you know, treasures in heaven and stuff like that. And if you've been following this program for a while, I'm pretty passionate about stewardship, and there's a lot there. (coughs) 
Um, I'm also going to ask for some of your grace. I'm going to say some things that might upset a couple people here, and uh, I'm not intending to upset. But I have really pressed in to some of these things that have been said here. And I'm just going to ask that you at least will consider that the Lord is going to speak wisdom through me. So it starts off with uh, take care not to practice your righteousness in the sight of people to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. Now you are called to be righteous in the sight of others. So please don't hear anything other than that. What Jesus is saying is, again, if there's a master principle in spirit and in truth, if you're doing righteous deeds so that other people in the church will notice you or people on the street will notice you, it's a flesh thing. And God knows your heart and your intent. And he says, you've already received your reward. Now, if you're being righteous because you want to give glory to the Father, that's different. In fact, he said it in, uh, in chapter 5. Because you're doing it for the Father. You don't care what others think of you. Of course, you, everyone wants people to think well of them and of you. Of course, you want people to think well of you. But don't do things to please them or to be righteous in their sight. Do it to be righteous in God's sight. And he will give you that reward. And guess what? All those people who may be impressed by your righteousness, if you really did it to honor the Father, he's probably not going to dispatch them to come and tell you how great you are. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> and so it's a repeating principle in verse 2. So when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues. <laughs> Notice how he's specific there. And on the streets, so that they will be praised by people. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. So the same principle. Now... Is it possible to give in public sometimes? Yes, of course. <laughs> it's all about your heart, folks. You might be at a charitable auction. And, when, and, and sometimes if, if you wanted to get, be the one to 
bless that whatever it is or to help encourage other people to give to a charity, you might make it known that you're giving. It's about your heart. Are you doing it so they notice, hey, that guy is giving a thousand dollars. Woo, he's got some bank, <laughs> right? Or, Lord, if I give them a thousand dollars, I pray that you will inspire others to give as well. Lords, to really help this cause. You see what I'm saying? I think it's a pretty easy lesson to understand. So it's about your heart. It's about your intent. It's about moving in the spirit and not moving in the flesh. And next, we're going to skip down to verse 5. <laughs> when you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so they will have been seen by people. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But as for you, when you pray, Go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your father who is in secret, and your father sees what is done in secret and will reward you. I, there's a reason I wanted to make a distinction between the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, and the New Testament. You see, if we read this like we are reading the laws that were written down for us in the Old Testament, you know, don't do this, do that, don't do this, do that, you miss the point. Because if you read it with an Old Testament sort of view, legalistic view, you would say, well, you, we shouldn't be doing group prayer. <laughs> you can't pray out loud in front of people. You're a hypocrite. Jesus says it right here. No. Jesus prayed in front of everyone. How can he be saying that when he did it? Again, it's where's your heart. Some people really have the lingo down. And, and some people, when you hear them pray, and this isn't a slight on anyone who's practiced at prayer, and yes, you get better at it when you practice it. Prayer doesn't come, prayer isn't an easy thing for a lot of people. In fact, I'm going to say this. Prayer is even harder for men than it is for women. And for the men who are listening to this, be a man. Why don't you show up for one of our prayer meetings? Is it too hard to publicly bend the knee? 
that you're not king? How come the women do the heavy lifting in the prayer? Now, we do have a few men that are part of our prayer ministry, and they're there every single time. And they're strong men. But I challenge you men, why are you letting the women do all the work? It's a pride thing. So there's nothing wrong with corporate prayer. In fact, the Lord says when two or more are gathered in his name. So he's encouraging it. But again, we are called to pray in the spirit. And if you're praying in the flesh, they're just words. And they're words for other people to hear. And I think sometimes, you know, there, so there's differences between men and women. I think sometimes it's actually, it must be. I, so this is a, this, just an assumption. But I think it's easier for women just to enter into the spirit and start praying. And I, and I think that because women are more, they're made more intimately. Um, women have deeper emotional connections than men do. And, and I think even with, with our father in heaven, it's easier for a woman, you know, it's like a, a guy doesn't want to be called a, the bride. <laughs> we are, I, I've had to get over it. Trust me. That was difficult for me. What are you doing calling me a bride? <laughs> right? It's not like that. It's in the spirit, not in the flesh. But I think women, because of the, just the intimate way that women are made and the way that women think, where men tend to think a little bit more on a logical, okay, this, we do this first, then we do this, then we do this, and we do this. And, and I think women don't have those barriers. Like a, a, a man might think, well, I need to uh, wash up, I need to put on this, I got to put on my, or whatever it is, you know, uh, just logical steps to get into the spirit. Where I think women can do it a little bit easier. That's just my thought. Please don't uh, hold anything like that against me, but it's just a thought. Um, so, Corporate prayer is good, but he says something really here, a couple things here. Go into your inner room, close the door, and pray to your father who is in secret. And what Jesus is suggesting here, at least what I see, is he wants it to be intimate with you. He doesn't want you to have all of those distractions around you. Sometimes when you're praying your heart to the Lord, you just need to go in and get rid of those distractions. You're not worried about what other people are thinking and stuff like that. And look, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm conscious of it. When I pray on this program, for instance, and when I pray in private, my words sound different. When I pray in private, sometimes it's more of a, a cry out, obviously. Sometimes it can go really deep. and But 
sometimes I'm just talking to God like this. Like, come on, God, why do you let me go through this? Is this a joke, God? You know, sometimes, look, he hears my thoughts. <laughs> At least I'm talking in the spirit and in truth, right? Um, where we don't do that as much uh, when we're in corporate prayer. Verse 7, and I, I'm going to, this is probably one of multiple times I'm going to uh, <laughs> perhaps get into trouble here. Verse 7 is something that I have had personal issues with. And I might be called a fundamentalist, a literalist, whatever term you might want to apply here. But I'm just going to tell you maybe my shortcoming or maybe my strength. I'll let you decide that, and God will ultimately know and decide. But I, I share some struggle with you because someone else might be sharing the same struggle. Verse 7. And when you are praying, do not use thoughtless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they do not think they will be heard because of their many words. So do not be like them, for the Father knows what you need before you ask them. So I'll just get rid of my hang up. Uh, first off, before I get into some other issues with this, uh, with verses 7 and 8. <laughs> my hang-up is with my faith. And there are many things that I pray for that because of this verse, <laughs> I pray once and done. I prayed it, God heard it, I trust him, it's left out there. And, you know, that could be good, could be bad, I don't know. I think it's good that I have a strong enough faith to believe that, but perhaps it's uh, being lazy as well. Now, certain things I pray for over and over. Um, family, for instance. You know, uh, my daughter, uh, who's probably been the greatest recipient of any of my prayers. You know, uh, just, she's been around longer than my wife. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've prayed for her and I've been a Christian for, well, since she was a baby, essentially, so. There are certain things that I pray repetitively, like, Lord, just keep your hand upon them, keep them safe, keep them. But other things, you know, Lord, can you help me with this? I just put it out there, and I believe, and I know that he's going to answer it. So with repetition, 
that's just some of my thoughts on it. And it can go either way. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with saying some things in repetition, but don't try to impress God with your words. Folks, that's a fleshly thing. And I think basically that's what he's calling out here. They think they'll be heard because there are many words. And, oh, it sounds so good. And, you know, you put in the right things here and the right things there. It's not that complicated, folks. The other thing here is it says, do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And so there would be an argument, I don't think any of you have thought this, but let me just put it out there that, well, why bother praying? God already knows. It's an act of intimacy. And it's an act of humility before God. He honors that. That's why you do it. You're not going to surprise God. You know, God, I, Father, I really need a job. Oh, Jeff, I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Father, you're the supplier of all things, and I need some income, Lord. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to hit that. I'm going to go out there tomorrow. Will you be with me, Lord? Will you walk with me? Will you help the right one find my way? Whatever it is, whatever situation, it's humility. Less of me, more of you, Lord. And that's going to be reiterated um, later on in the chapter in a very powerful way. Now we get into the Lord's Prayer. Jesus says, pray this way. And I've shared this at least 10 times on the broadcast, so I won't do it. Um, he is giving a corporate prayer here. And when he says, our father, he is saying, my father and your father. Jesus is teaching here. If I am praying alone in my room, in my secret place to the Lord, and I say, our father, who else am I speaking for? Do I have permission to speak for Jesus? So when I say this prayer by myself, I simply say, my father who is in heaven, holy is your name. I just make it personal. That's all. 
But here's the problem with this prayer. <clears throat> and it, it really has turned into something that I think it was not intended to do. Jesus here said, pray then in this way. So he's giving guidelines to pray. And as you say, this is a good prayer. I, I say it just about every day. But if we just say the words because we've memorized them, uh, my Father who is in heaven, holy is your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me this day my daily bread, forgive me my trespasses, and I'm going to forgive those who trespass against me and lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Oh, man, I got it done in 30 seconds. I'm done. All right. Did that honor the Lord? That I memorized a prayer? You know, if you're um, of my vintage or older, you probably said this prayer in school. At least the Canadian kids did. I'll say that. Um, were they saved? Most of them, no. But they all have it memorized. They said it every single day in school. Did it honor God? Well, the fact that the Lord's Prayer was in school did honor God. And the fact that kids said it, that does honor God. But on a personal note, is it meaningful? When we just put it out as a dirge? Or if we say it as a congregation in a bricks and mortar building? Our Father who is in heaven holy is your name. Now there's nothing wrong with that. It's an individual thing. Where is your heart when you are saying those words? What are you thinking about? Often when I say this prayer, I will say, my Father who is in heaven, holy is your name because you are truly set apart, God. You are truly set apart. There is none like you. You are holy and there's nothing like you. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your kingdom come into my life. Let me walk each day in your kingdom, going about the Father's business. Let your will be done in my life, Lord. Let me impact the kingdom for you, God. Just like when your kingdom comes for your thousand-year reign, Lord, let it start now in my life. On earth right now as it is in heaven, your will be done. Lord, I thank you for your provision. Lord, I need not worry as long as I seek your righteousness and seek your will. You provide all things for me. 
I don't have to worry about the distractions as I go about my father's business. Because you are my provider, Lord. Everything in this world comes by you and by your permission. And Lord, I pray I steward it in the way that you intended. Lord, forgive me my sin. Lord, I can't contain my thoughts sometimes. Lord, I grab hold of them as soon as I can, but God, you know that sometimes I entertain those thoughts. Forgive me, Lord. Help me. Convict me, Lord. Convict me. I want to walk in your kingdom, Lord, not in this earth suit. Do a supernatural work in me, Lord. And Lord, do a supernatural work in me and forgive those who come against me, those who persecute me, particularly for your name, Lord. Give me grace that I can extend it to them. And Lord, when they persecute me, let my light shine and my words bless them, even though they come against me. Lord, I pray you keep the temptations away from me. Lord, even though sometimes I go towards them because I want to be tempted. Lord, take as many as you would away from me. I know you're always going to leave some temptation there, Lord, because I have to do my part. But Lord, you know where I'm weak and where I'm strong. I pray you protect me. Keep me from the evil one. And Lord, let me bless your name by your will and upon your righteousness because I have nothing to offer other than my willingness and my thankful heart for being his son. Insert your own words, but that is a guideline. Again, there's nothing wrong with saying, in fact, like the, the Walmers, for instance, in our prayer call, they'll often say the Lord's Prayer, but they do it as a family. But they, and they also individually read scripture and individually pray. But they do this in unity, and it shows their unity. It's a blessed thing. It's all about your heart. They're not reading the Lord's Prayer to or reciting it as a family to impress us. They're doing it to show to be unified as a family. There's such a difference. Again, it's a heart thing. And and I, I gotta just say, and I called out the Walmers there. Um, this family is such a blessing to us in many ways, and as, as all of the prayer team is, and everyone 
who attends, but they came out first as a family and started doing this and they prepare for the prayer meeting. They do all kinds of stuff. Um, it's really been a blessing and, uh, And, you know, Katie, Kimberly with her heart, and Val with her wisdom, Val, <laughs> you've got to keep writing these posts as well, Val. Um, you really have some gifted insight into things. And, and a second family, the Housers, have come in and they're participating as a, as a man and wife now. And... Uh, I I really meant it when I wanted to honor the admins and the prayer team. And I just want to say um, something special about Laura, uh, who was the head of the prayer team. Um, oftentimes, I'll see her post a prayer and then with scripture. <laughs> I'm going to let your secret out, <laughs> Laura. <laughs> I'm going to let it out. <laughs> I figured you out. <laughs> She's teaching you, folks. She's not only praying, and the prayer have the, has the right intent, but she's teaching. So Laura has extreme wisdom in prayer and the power of it and how to operate in the power of prayer and she has really been helping all of us grow um i'm growing a lot thanks to her leadership and uh steadfastness in the lord she is storing up treasure in heaven and i know she doesn't she's not doing it to be recognized she probably hates that i'm saying this right now but you should participate in our prayer because we're being led by we have wise counsel in the lord let's just say that all right moving on um how much time no i'm gonna do fasting next week <clears throat> so if anyone wants myself and the members of the prayer team to pray for you or a loved one uh you can please put it into the chat on rumble now or on uh, on facebook i can also see them on facebook and uh i will certainly pray but it's again i always say this it's nothing to do with me it's, you know, there's a whole bunch of us and we pray in agreement in the spirit and in truth. Also, if you have a testimonial from a answered, a prayer that was answered, um, we love to give your testimonies as well. So please put that in and, uh, one of the things I wanted to show you today is uh, like literally in the last like three or four days, I've had about 
I don't know, six or seven of my patrons fall off. Um, it's the card didn't go through. Usually cards expire or something. Some people challenge the payments. They sign up and they forget that uh, it says it's going to be billed by the speaker's company and they don't relate the speaker's company to write on radio. I do that so I can pay less tax. Uh, I do it through a corporation. So um, if you're one of those people disputing funds, um, I, it takes up a lot of my time. I have to submit evidence and stuff. Um, there's a to the bank and all kinds of stuff. Um, please know that it's just billed through the speaker's company. Um, but if you can support, uh, I really do appreciate it. You can go to, uh, let's go to writeonradio.podbean.com and you can hit the support tab there. And uh, there's I also have a PayPal and that's in the description in the uh, episode description, no matter which platform you're on. Well, actually, it doesn't show up on Twitch or DLive or what's this other one? Um, anyways, I'm on a whole bunch of other ones. I don't. I do get some people on Twitch and DLive, but not many. All right, so I'm looking for all caps. I don't see any. Wow, everyone's just doing great in the community. Well, good. God's blessing us. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't see any prayer requests so far. Oh, we have one now. Okay. Pray for my children, especially my son, to draw closer to the Lord and recommit. That is a good prayer. Oh, okay, and there's another one that just came in. I'm going to give it like uh, 10 more seconds before I start to praise. I, I know people listening to a replay uh, hate that I kill time like this, but uh, please understand there's about a 15 to 20 second delay, I think, between my words and the actual live chat. Father, we come to you as a community to lift up these prayers to you. Lord, we know that you are a good God, and we know that you already know the circumstances. Lord, we have someone crying out for the children. Lord, and I pray for the children to be drawn closer to you. Lord, I pray that their circles of influence will change, Lord, and godly influence comes in to those circles. 
I don't know their ages, Lord. But I know for people who are not yet matured fully, and that could be even younger adults, Lord. They really care what their peers think of them. So, Lord, I pray for holiness in their peers. Lord, would they puncture those communities around them. And, Lord, that you draw them to yourself naturally. That they will want more of you because they see your goodness. They see that being a spirit-filled person, that we don't have those anxieties of the world. Lord, that we truly are set free by your truth and by our relationship with you. So I pray for each one of these children, and their son in particular, to recommit. So Lord, it sounds like he knows you, but like many people, the world has been alluring and pulled him away temporarily. But Lord, it is temporary. You do not lose your children. We thank you, Lord. We just pray he comes back sooner than later, Lord, that he will have less regret about the time spent in the world apart from you. And Lord, I also want to lift up, what's the name? Linda? Yeah. I also want to lift up Linda, who, Lord, has COPD. Lord, I just pray that you move upon that mucus, Lord, that you loosen it up. Lord, you break this illness, I pray. That this person may know you, your goodness, and your power, and know your relief, Lord. Know that you are a loving God who cares about these things. Lord, it sounds like this person has been suffering for a while. And Lord, you have your purposes in these things. But Lord, I pray the healing be expedited now. In the power of Jesus' name. I also want to pray for Kimberly's family. They, Lord, they lost a member of their family last night. Lord, be their comfort in this time. Lord, if they need to ball out, then let them ball out, Lord. But Lord, bring healing and refreshment and trust into your plan for each one. And that your mercies and your justice are right. 
Lord, I think particularly of the wife. Lord, there's a intimacy when the two become one flesh. And I don't know if there's children involved, but Lord, I, if there is, the wife is the head of the family now. So I pray for healing in the wife and an ability to cope beyond normal measure, to be an example of God's grace and power. And that, Lord, good will come from this sad occasion, Lord, that it brings the family closer together and draws them nearer to you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well, thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers, and thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being able to pray to you, King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Can't wait to get to next week, Lord, uh, people. This is, you know, we're going to start with fasting and, and get into wealth. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I just, it's just so much richness in this entire sermon. It is God himself speaking, right? <laughs> you know. Um, and it's an honor to uh, to be here with you and to be able to read this word. Hey, in the meantime, you know, it is written, and it's written in his word, which means it is his word. And what does he say to you? Be loved. Be blessed. Be the Berean and search the scriptures for yourself. And when you find his truth, simply believe. I'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs>